go to Cabo with the former head writer of Saturday Night Live. It's a Tina Faycation. Oh, we're hmm. done with this? No. I didn't realize we were done with this. Yard. I'm sorry. I uh, got a woman here who's almost completed her goal of doing a headstand in every state. So <laughs> maybe we'll check back in with her later in the show. <laughs> Is she to be admired or pitied? I've been to every of the 48 contiguous states, but amazing. I did not do a handstand uh, in any of them. Uh, I probably got drunk in all of them. Is that an accomplishment? <laughs> That's something. I've been drunk in all 48 states. I wonder what percentage of uh, Americans have, uh, can claim that. Uh-huh. You ever been to Hawaii? No, that's why I said 48. You think I left out Nevada and went to Hawaii? No, I just thought okay. maybe you were... No, the 48. I don't count Hawaii and Alaska. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I wonder what percentage of Americans can claim that. Very small, I'll bet. I'm somewhere in the 30s, but uh, now that I don't have the Rugrats holding me down, maybe I'll do some traveling. Finally, go see Vermont. There you go. I hear it's beautiful this time of year. God dang it, when I was in Vermont, I just I wanted to live there so bad. Yeah? Burlington, Vermont is just freaking fantastic. Was it summertime? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I was told that they have two seasons, winter and waiting for winter. Yeah, yeah. But Oof. I like winter, so it wouldn't be that big a deal. My wife would hate it. Mm. So, uh, listen, I found this uh, story just uh, mostly amusing because it confirms what I've been saying all along about the Stormy Daniels thing and the, uh, what's her name, Karen McDougal, the uh, Playboy girl. Um, it, while... Uh, Stormy Daniels' porn promoter, uh, Avenatti, the sometimes lawyer, has been making these hilariously high-minded-sounding claims about what we're doing is having our truth told to the American people as to whether she fornicated with Donald Trump to get a TV show. You know, that's that's some truth. But anyway, I don't I don't care what these women do as long as it's not extortion. I just think anybody pretending it pretending that it's of any significance is dumb. You want to claim Donald J. Trump lies about affairs? Yeah, he does. So does everybody else. Anyway, the Washington Post, Beth Reinhardt and Emma Brown wrote this article over the weekend. Shortly after she first contemplated selling her story of an affair with Donald Trump, former Playboy model Karen McDougal sought advice from a curious source, a political operative who has helped elect candidates across Latin America. McDougal and J.J. Rendon spoke for hours over two days in his Miami penthouse in May 2016, talking through whether she should sell her account of a decade-old relationship with the Republican presidential frontrunner, etc., etc., um... And they uh, they asked their mutual acquaintance to find a buyer. He was proposing for me to find people inside or outside the U.S. It didn't matter. Media, Hollywood, documentary, politics, who will ever pay. She just wanted to sell her story. The 150 grand deal that McDougal eventually struck with American Media Incorporated, owner of the National Enquirer, drew wide attention in recent weeks as she sued to be released from a non-disclosure agreement with the company and then told all or almost all on television. God, that is so weak. I know. It's so it's incredibly weak. Well, and it's hilarious to pass this gal off as some sort of crusader for truth and womanhood or something like that. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's just, it's extortion plus whorishness plus, I, I don't know, to just to do a tell-all, uh, you know, sex memoirs. Or is this good? Is, is this okay now? Well, I guess it's okay. I don't care, but. Again, I just think it's hilarious to try to pass it off as some sort of, you know, up with the women thing. Uh, so they, uh, 
the the story of the effort offers a glimpse into how Trump's political rise has turned his past into fodder for people seeking to profit in that marketplace. Irma Gerd, the Washington Post, has been listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This will give you an idea of what's involved. Among the central characters, McDougal, a fitness model who was the 98 Playboy Playmate of the Year. This Gerdina lawyer, an entrepreneur once married to adult film superstar Jenna Jameson. And Rendon, a student of Zen Buddhism who collects samurai swords and dresses in black to protest the repressive government of his native Venezuela. Mm. Uh, Rendon is a right-leaning strategist, often likened to Karl Rove. He's the Latin American Karl Rove. So he's a fat idiot. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, critics cast him as a master of campaign dirty tricks. What's that called? Uh, uh, Ted Cruz used the term, right? Rat blanker. Right. He's a rat, rat blanker. Oh, boy. Uh, he's been accused of deploying hackers whose strategies resemble those used by Russia in 2016 uh, against the U.S. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, so anyway. That's the early days of her standing up for womanhood. Hilarious. Pathetic. Of course, you can avoid that by not uh, getting yourself in those situations. Oh, yeah, so. I don't, I'm not rooting for anybody in this scenario. I think it's all d- d- grubby. But Stormy Daniels and her porn promoter on CNN. The guy's practically got a show on CNN. He's on all the time giving these, these you know, as if he's Lincoln at Gettysburg-style speeches about truth and the rest of it. It's absolutely hilarious. So um, maybe I'll get to this coming up. This kind of Have you ever given a, ne- a negative Yelp review? I have not. I almost did the other day, and I thought, I don't want to go there. I'm almost. crossing a line in a lifestyle here. Uh, yeah, well, for me it was... Um, I get into if I if I get into the mindset of one of these battles, it just occupies it occupies too much of my emotional energy, to to real no benefit to me. Right, right, yeah. And I mean, if you're the sort of person that can do that, it's a help for the rest of us to know what companies are good and which ones aren't. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. But so if, a if, battle. I'm not I'm not f- super familiar with how it would turn into a battle. Would the proprietor like answer back to you and say no, oh, that's not for true? Me? And, yeah. No, just just the time it would take for me to sit down and and craft the Yelp review. Like mm. I'd have to sign up and then I'd have to right all remember sort of your stuff. password. <laughs> but all this stuff would have to be driven by anger and resentment, and that's just I, I don't get any. I that's no good for me. Mm. If you can do that without that, that's awesome. Go ahead. Ah, I yeah. can't. I can't. And so I I just stay away from that because I there was business the other day. They're crappy. They're really crappy. I've been there twice. They're crappy both times, and I wanted to leave a negative Yelp review. But I thought, you know, I'll just stop going there. That's what I should do. Why don't you give me the facts, and I'll dispassionately write it. Okay. Just as a journalist. Fantastic. As an investigator. I just don't want to spend my time on negative stuff like that. I heard that. And if you can do it without being negative, that's fantastic. Good for you. You're a better person than I am, but I can't. Well, you'll deny them your business for the rest of your natural life. That's something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... But this woman, and this is why this is an interesting story, she left a negative Yelp review, and the company came after her, suing her, has already cost her tens of thousands of dollars in legal bills, defending herself, and it opens up that whole thing of at, at what point or at any point is a negative Yelp review, you know, designed to damage a business, and are you responsible for something? Um, I can understand it from the proprietor's standpoint also. Yeah, can any anonymous person who might just hate you from high school and has never even been to your business right. 
cost you money by Maybe you're a crazy person. Yeah. Your intent is purely to harm. Right. How do you figure that out? Anyway, the details of it are kind of interesting. Among other things, we've got coming up on Was the there arm. hair in your salad? Was it hair in your salad? No, it's a tire place. Oh. Yeah. But the tire's on backward. The tread on the inside. <laughs> Terrible. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. And hot dogs and hamburgers. Got to do that on uh, Memorial Day weekend, don't you? Eat hot dogs and hamburgers. Isn't that part of the deal? I didn't, and I regret it. Oh, God, I like hot dogs and hamburgers. I had neither. Swear to God, a hot dog. I had Mexican food. What? I know. I know. I was was duped. I was defrauded. I was lured in with the promise of liquors and liqueurs. Hot dogs on the grill are just so good. But for, mostly liqueurs. For the cost and effort required for a hot dog. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing how it's, good it is. It's uh, the perfect food. <laughs> it's pretty good. We had those, and then the kids roasted marshmallows on over the grill. So it's just as about, is about as Memorial Day as, as you can get right there. Um, So I knew that this would happen when I brought up Yelp reviews, that we would get a number of uh, texts about it. We endorse... Uh, uh, we've do- endorsed a couple of different cli- clients who work really hard at taking care of anybody who gives them a, n- a negative Yelp review. Mm-hmm. Or whatever review, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or any kind of you know bad review and, and try to make it right if something actually went wrong. But they, they many of them have told us there are some people you just can't please. Mm-hmm. I mean, you offer it to them for free and they're still mad. Yeah, they're you just know? crazy people. Yeah. Um. So, But don't most of us look at reviews with that in mind? I mean, if I see, you know, four stars and I look at some of the negative ones, a, a lot of times th- their, criti- their criticisms either make them look crazy or it's just something dumb. Yeah. Or if you've ever worked at or operated in a business that deals with the public, you realize once in a while you just have a bad day. Somebody has a bad day or does something stupid, and that's unlikely to happen again. But it, it took me a while to get past negative reviews. While looking at products and services, you just have to weight it properly. You know what I mean? Just one person who says, you know, my, my steak had maggots and uh, the potatoes were raw and the waitress uh, put her thumb in my eye. My I mean, steak had maggots. I mean, it's, you know, if it's just one person, bear it in mind. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit. That's a negative review. The one I've noticed the most is like trying to uh, like rent a bed and breakfast or anything like that. Where every time I look at these, there are people that had the best time of their life. I mean, just stands out as one of the great memories of their lives with people whose lives were ruined by staying there. <laughs> <laughs> like all within like us one summer. And I, I think, what the hell? My husband and I are now divorced <laughs> and he is institutionalized. <laughs> thanks to our stay at right. Betty's Bed and Breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, we just we uh, I was going through reviews uh, over the weekend. We have ducks landing in our pool a lot, just like the Sopranos. Yeah, except uh, what the Sopranos didn't uh, show is that ducks can crap 20 times in five minutes. So you left a Yelp review for ducks. They 
<laughs> Very beautiful, but warning, these these animals defecate a great deal. Two stars. The quacking is cute at first, but let me tell you. Signed, Angry Poopy Joe. Uh, but so we're, we're looking for various remedies, and we have purchased a an alligator head that floats around the pool. Does that work? It has shiny, scary eyes. Well, that's the thing. About two-thirds of people say, unbelievable, it worked. Now, no birds menace my pool anymore. Thank you, floating alligator head, for your fine product. <laughs> and about a third of them say... Yeah, the freaking birds land on the thing. They have their babies sit on the thing. It's worthless. I wasted my money. So we just we thought, well, all right, let's, let's gamble. You know sure. what you need? A real alligator. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's the answer. So we ordered the uh, floating alligator head with the shiny eyes. I'll let you know how it works. Fantastic. Man, do ducks poop a lot. I believe Woo! you. I hope I don't find out. So I came across this article. I wrote a negative Yelp review, and it made my life a nightmare. This uh, woman... Gave a one-star review to a gynecologist. Oh, boy. I didn't know you did the Yelp reviews for a gyno. I guess. And her, uh, and her complaints are kind of typical complaints. She thought it cost more than it should, and she thought they were rude at the front desk. And, you know, it, it's the sort of review I would look at and think, well, you know, other people seem to like it. And one person's rude is another person's professional. And who knows? what? Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or the whole bad day thing you were just mentioning. Anyway, the company, uh, she got a letter from the company saying they were suing her for a million dollars because it had affected their business. She's had to hire a lawyer. She's spent over $20,000 in legal bills so far trying to defend herself. And I... Getting her for defamation? Yeah. Intent to harm, that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's because... Because she actually said... She used... uh, Let me... I don't know if I can find the... Uh, everything about my one and only visit here has caused me emotional distress and panic. Um, they were rude to me, blah, blah, blah. Very poor and crooked business practice. Maybe you can't say crooked business practice, but, mm. but my point would be, do any of us know what the rules are, legally speaking, of a Yelp review? What you can say and what you can't say? What you what what will get you sued if you say it? Right. No, no. I, I don't have, have any idea. slightest idea. I don't have any idea either. I mean, if I say... If I say that was the worst steak I've ever had in my life, can I say that? Yes, clearly. Surely, who could argue with that? Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, but the crooked thing intrigues me because, you know, r- remember when I got my, my SUV that I drive now, a week into having it, some scumbag like took a screwdriver to the finish. I don't know why. I'm one of my many enemies. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, their anger is probably legitimate. But um, <laughs> So I, I took it to... A, uh, a a body shop affiliated with car dealers, etc. And they told me, oh, yeah, we're going to have to do X and Y because the where it is and blah, blah. It's going to cost you, you know, such and such. And it was a huge number. I'm like, why? And so I took it to another place that had an excellent reputation. They said, oh, no, 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 not at all. Hmm. Um, it's going to be a fraction of that. You don't need to do that because it's a new car and blah, blah, blah. It would be this. And it was very reasonable. Now, if I had posted a Yelp review of the first place and claimed that they were crooked. Or it's a ripoff. Or a ripoff. I think most of the population would say, yeah, that's a pretty good description of somebody who'd do that. Like a super aggressive upseller who lies to you about upselling. That's crooked, isn't it? If that's not crooked, what is? Well, if you're a front know. for the mob? I don't know. I, I suppose you could make the argument of, I charge way more than other people. And I count on people not shopping around. And that's not 
illegal. No, no. You nobody, can charge whatever you want. Nobody grabbed me by the hair and slammed my head into right. a desk and made me sign a form or anything What if like you came that? to them and said, I can get this done for 20% of that somewhere else? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're crazy expensive. Congratulations we having checked on that. We count on people not shopping around. Yeah, good for you, clever lot, boy. Now that, get out. I think that's true for a lot of businesses. They this, count on you're not going to shop around. Wow, so this this case has enormous well, that's what significance. I that's what I thought, and it uh, makes it a little scary for Yelp. And again, how they how they treat her uh, her, her tender parts? Was there anything with that? Uh, no, it was just no. just being charged too much, and she thought they were rude. Okay, rude. Okay. Um, we got a couple of texts. Um, I was first bribed, then threatened by I won't mention the business because I don't know what's going on. After a bad Yelp review, my son went in for an oil change, and they tried to sell him tires and brakes. Well, those kind of places always do that. Again, that kind of gets back to what we were just saying. That is that. Does that make you crooked? You're trying to sell me something that I don't need. You're trying to upsell me. Uh, I know you're doing that. Right. I always say no to that stuff. Right. Does that make you crooked, or do I just need to know the rules of the game, or how does that work? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, well, I certainly think there's a free speech defense, unless your intent is specifically to damage them, and it's not true. I mean, because truth is abs- an absolute defense against libel and slander. Um, But crook crooked that's interesting we got a rule on this we need every judge in the country to weigh in and give a yelp review of this suit and then you know if it gets more than you know we three stars we could take a look at our yelp reviews which are always funny oh they are there are yelp reviews for the armstrong and getty show and they're usually pretty funny yeah the negative ones particularly yeah uh we had a former employee who we fired leave a negative yelp review for our company i've tried to have it removed several times by yelp and they will do nothing about it it was certainly designed to defame our character so that's from the business standpoint where you got a employee you fired probably because you know if you fired them they weren't good now they're giving you negative reviews just to damage you that's not cool i had a buddy who owned an rv park the most hilarious complaints were regarding the awful weather one star it rained the whole time we were there i have seen those for vacation spots well you're criticizing the bed and breakfast because it rained the whole time you were there okay (laughs) nice here's a one star review carol g possibly the worst talk radio show except for hannity who definitely is number one does she mean station she must Joe, we got a one-star review? Yeah. Joe, who thinks he is a genius and no one can tell him anything, <laughs> meaning he has a completely closed mind, especially regarding facts. Joe's IQ is low, and he has no understanding nor any comprehension of the real world. I think it's hilarious that any of you are leaving Yelp reviews for radio shows. <laughs> their jokes are horrible and both get upset if they hear any jokes from the late-night show comedians when it involves their god, Trump. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Starbucks closing thousands of its outlets in a few hours for anti-bias training. What the employees are likely to hear and the benefits of taking multivitamins. Findings may actually surprise you. I give a four-star review of your teas for the news. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. When it comes to doing online Yelp reviews, you're generally fine if you limit yourself to personal experience with the vendor. You should not use inflammatory language and keep the tone calm and professional. I'd like to burn the place to the ground. <laughs> That's inflammatory language. Stating only the facts of your experiences. <laughs> Accusing someone of crooked or illegal practices 
is sure to get you sued. How many people know the legal rules for Yelp? And it gets into the whole what's publishing and what's not. I mean, when is social media just all of us standing around at a backyard barbecue? It just happens to include millions of us. Right. And when is it publishing something? Because at a bar, can I at a backyard barbecue say that place is crooked? They tried to rip me off and I'm fine? Well, and if you say, in my opinion, that place is crooked, that's practically unprosecutable. Because, you know, you're allowed your opinion. Mm-hmm. And you've made it clear that it is merely your opinion. So if she had inserted those words into her negative Yelp review of the uh, gynecologist, would that have covered it? I don't know. I think we all, sh- all should know. He was looking in my ear, completely untrained. You're right. Use the speculum up my nose. What was going on there? <laughs> um, so uh, our Yelp reviews are very interesting in that they are almost exclusively five-star or one-star. <laughs> that, that's the way a lot of Yelp reviews yeah, right. are. Uh, with the exception of Ryan F. in West Sacramento, California, who in 2010 posted the following two-star review. These guys are borderline mentally handicapped. (laughs) On the one hand, I hate to criticize them too much because they seem to mean well. Plus, they're conservative and they don't just make crap up the way most conservative talk show hosts do. That said, they're still basically idiots. Their show consists of reading news stories, misunderstanding them, then bitching about how they indicate that the country is going to hell. Which is a perfect description of our show. I I do not differ with it in any way. (laughs) Continuing on with the interview. Listening to them is like spending the day with your out of touch but extremely politically opinionated old uncle. They're sort of funny and harmless but also dumb. And it does get a bit old. (laughs) They read news stories, misinterpret them, and then complain how the world is going to hell. That's right. Passes the time. You've discovered our secret secret formula. (laughs) Get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, tens of thousands of Starbucks employees are just a few hours away from turning off the coffee machines for a four-hour training session. My my one thought on this is uh, the normally really sharp Schwartz. Is that his name that runs the company? Schultz. Schultz. Yeah. Um, he he overplayed this. All this does is remind people, oh yeah, they booted out those black people at Starbucks a while back. It was just it was off the radar. The way the news works, the way our attention span works right. in the modern world, it was gone, it was over. And Are you all you're doing is reminding people of a negative. Yeah. Nobody thinks you're gonna accomplish anything. Nobody thought there was some sort of systematic no. we hate black people at Starbucks thing, right. or at least I wasn't aware of it. And it's gotta be costing them a gazillion dollars to be closed for four hours clear across the country. Twelve million dollars. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Plus, uh, all the people who go in and get their $8 milkshakes then say, I, t- I look at a piece of food and I just gain weight. It's terrible, even though they drink milkshakes every single day. Um, they're going to be denied their milkshakes and be angry. Head for Pete's. Uh, Starbucks. Dutch Brothers, somebody. Starbucks closed more than 8,000 stores for the anti-bias sessions. Again, you mentioned this, Jack, training following the arrest of the two black men who didn't buy anything while waiting inside a Philadelphia Starbucks, sure. wanted to use the restroom. Which every news story yeah. in America is going to repeat, in yep. case anybody didn't hear it. It just seems like a bad PR move to me. Now, you said you had an insider report on what the employees are going to be oh, we're hearing. Hoping, we're hoping uh, we got a reporter who somehow got the info, because I can't imagine what... How how are you going to spend two hours on don't do that again? Well, I got a I got a preview. Apparently, the uh, workers are going to be hearing on video from rapper Common, and then break into focus groups to discuss uh-huh. ways to prevent racial bias. I hope there won't be any sarcasm in those focus groups. <laughs> 
So they're going to break into groups and discuss. Okay, yes. so they're just going to talk yeah. about their weekend until the two hours is up, and then they'll and then open the, the moderator story. will stop by and say, "How's it coming over here? Good, good, good. Yeah, we're talking about uh, uh, not discriminating. Good, good, excellent. I feel less. <laughs> I feel less racist already. I still feel kind of racist. Well, you need to work on that then. I wish there was a black person here now so I could be nice to them. Very good, very good. Then she'll walk over to the next group. Super. We have a Crony Express update for you. Oh, boy. The L.A. Times reporting, while Californians still support the concept of a bullet train from San Francisco to L.A., after learning about the continued cost overruns and the construction delays, only 31% of the state's voters now want to keep working on it. Well, and you people are stupid. I'm sorry if that's hurtful to you, but if you still think a $150, $200 regular train is a great idea, yep. I don't know what to do for you. Because it's not a bullet train. There's like 150 miles between nowhere and south nowhere right. where it'll go zoomy. The rest of the time, it'll just chunk along like a train. USC LA Times poll found Bay Area voters who'd get the biggest and earliest benefits of the project are its strongest supporters. Small majority in Los Angeles support it, but the voters in San Diego and Orange Counties in the Central Valley are mostly opposed to it at this point. I think people who live in that walnut grove outside Fresno or Modesto or wherever it is that the first segment is going to end up, I'd think they'd be in favor of it. Because they could go from the Walnut Grove to slightly north of the Walnut Grove anytime they wanted. I, I think I could argue the uh, supporters out of their position pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Also. So. Yeah. Turns out multivitamins don't really do much for your health. That's according yeah, to a that, new that study. that study comes around a lot. Yeah, so this time it's in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. What do they know? They looked at five years of data, Joe, and found that taking multivitamins, vitamin D, calcium, vitamin C, didn't have any real impact or risk when it comes to dying of heart disease or stroke. Or- I, think, I think most of us have, you know, they, they hardly cost anything. There's right. no downside. Right. So we do it anyway. Right. But, yeah, you have to work at not getting what you need nutrients-wise. You'd have to, like, really work at an extreme diet. According to the experts. So, uh, heart attack, stroke, and what was the other one? Uh, and uh, various uh, other el- elements, but ailments, rather. But they are saying folic acid and B vitamins there do you go. seem to show some benefit. There you go. Take get your, your B vitamin. And yep. your folic acid, yep. spinach. That's where you get that, right? You got I it. I know. It's, ask me. The same two teams are meeting in the NBA Finals for a fourth year in a row for the first time in NBA history. The Warriors. Is that good for a sport? The Lakers think? and Celtics? Do we think that's good for a sport? No. No. I'm okay with it, but there seem to be a lot of people that aren't. Although it is strange, too, to celebrate. Like, it's weird, right? So people are celebrating yeah. LeBron eight straight years in the finals, but a fourth straight year of playing the other great team. Like, it's, they, they are down on the Warriors, but up with LeBron. There seems to be, yeah. I can't square right. right. I think it's all great. I'm fine with, with how everything's playing out. I think dynasties tend to make sports more interesting. But, um, yeah, uh, that's true. It's a villain. Only a handful of teams in the modern era. I'm not going to count back what the Celtics did in the 50s and 60s. Completely different setup. Red Auerbach, chomping on his cigar, Boston Garden. <laughs> With ten teams total. Yeah, right. Um, uh, but only a handful of teams have ever gone to four finals in a row, and two of them are Cleveland and Miami with LeBron, which is amazing. Yeah. It's, just, it's absolutely incredible what he's doing. Game one on Thursday in Oakland, California. Tickets on sale today. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. God, and you look at the other teams that did it. 
the the, uh, the Lakers with Magic and Kareem. I mean, just just a team of Hall of Famers. The other teams that did it, and LeBron's playing with your. You know, your your family softball game. <laughs> Are they really the Lilliputians they're being described as? I mean, just nobodies? They're pretty much nobodies. And the, the, the Game 71 was without, one was without the best player they got, so huh. other than him. They're really a lot of nobodies. The, the, it is a roster of about replacement level, your average NBA players, by okay. by the, pretty much the most Dime generous dozen guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. If they got hurt, you could get somebody else for about the same cost to do what they What's do. What's your prediction for the series? Keeping in mind on the Armstrong and Getty Show, if you make a sports <laughs> prediction, you have to bet a finger. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hmm. hard to imagine the Warriors losing. Just hard How to hard to imagine? Darn hard. Right index finger hard, <laughs> left thumb hard. Oh, how much do I actually mercy. use a pinky? Come on now. <laughs> I'm not betting a finger over a sports prediction. <laughs> that cuts down the sports predictions, which is exactly the purpose of that policy. Hey, it goes without saying, if you are a barista and are going to be in that meeting, or your husband, wife, son, daughter, email us, text us with what it was like and we'll, we'll get you with that information tomorrow because I'm kind of interested in how Starbucks handles it. It's all PR. It's, 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 it's a show. I don't think they're pro-racism or anything. No, I just I don't, don't think, think it'll accomplish they much. They don't have a problem. Right. So it's hard to come up with a solution to a non-existent pl- problem. Says a white guy. Hmm. If you want to use the bathroom, why don't you buy something? <laughs> of course, that was the old policy. Yep. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So China confronted two of our Navy vessels. Oh, boy. Um, South China Sea. In the South China Sea, that area that they're trying to take back, that we and the rest of the world claims belongs to the rest of the world. It's international shipping lanes, Jack. And uh, Don't listen to the dirty commies. And they confronted us and said, you got to get out of here, you're violating our waters or something other. And then These aren't your waters. Yeah, we just built an island. Yeah. Now it's our waters. Our response is not known. I don't know what we did. Hmm. I don't quite get those kind of confrontations. I mean, is anybody willing to go to war over this? I mean, at some point, do you have to actually, you know, punch the bully to get them to stop? Yeah, probably, or sanction them or something. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, you know, you create 15 different pressure points. And, uh, you know, finally you agree, all right, we'll back off on uh, confronting your ships if you'll do X. And so well, that's that's what mm. it is mostly, I think. But okay. Speaking of uh, China, in, ni- China. in 1980, Jack, this is not directly about China, but there were 278 million global tourists who traveled internationally. 278 million in 1980. There are now 1.3 billion last year. So it grew by a, a billion, billion people since 1980. That yeah. that would explain why um, when I was younger, like you didn't know anybody who'd been to all these various mm-hmm. locales. Yeah. Now everybody you run into has it's, been to all these wild, exotic places. It's, oh, you haven't been to Nepal? I mean, that never happened right, right. when I was a kid. It's doubled since the year 2000, <laughs> um, which is amazing. 
It's mostly, well, it's propelled by a number of things. Uh, budget air travel, uh, social media turning you on to where you ought to go and showing you pictures and the rest of it. But hugely, an emerging Chinese middle class. Well, they also mentioned various apps and stuff that make it easier to like have a good experience while you're there, which matters. Um, but so you got a billion more global tourists than, you know, a generation or two ago. And, and That's now incredible. there are waves of anti-tourism demonstrations and movements all over the world, from Venice to a couple of cities in Spain, Barcelona. Um, New Zealand, though, is ground zero of it because of the damned Hobbit movies. People want to go to New Zealand to see Hobbits? Well, not per se. We have only to remove those who oppose us. Is that a hobbit and there? Tourist. No, that no, was, that was a wizard. Yeah, that was an evil wizard. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is a hobbit. There's no promise you can make that I can trust. <laughs> well, sorry. We caught uh, a little of the end of that the other day on like one of your cable channels. Yes. You know, with with commercials Best and whatever. Movies ever. Pretty good. Oh, they're wonderful. Get the DVDs. Just get them. I did. My wife made me watch like 11 hours worth of that one oh, weekend. Super. That's like one of them. Several years yeah. ago. Which one did you watch? <laughs> There's a lot of orc wars, man. Oh, I'm telling you. Well, you can't keep a good orc down. But the the, uh, the movies are all set. All the outdoor shooting is in New Zealand. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. It's, it's like it can't be real beautiful. But... Thanks to those movies, and New Zealand thought, oh, we got no economy. We're just got a bunch of sheep and uh, numbskulls running around here. We sheep and numbskulls. We're, we're, not, we're not much of an economy. You can't keep the numbskulls away from the sheep. Right. <laughs> oh, please. And, uh, and so they started promoting tourism based on the Lord of the Rings movies. Well, it worked too well now. And so they have zillions and zillions of people coming to New Zealand. They're clogging up the fjords with their jet boat tours and their helicopter tours. And, and there are uh, remote glaciers uh, where only expert climbers used to go. But now there's helicopters zooming in and out and back and forth like they're commuters. Um, and so they're trying to reckon with that. And this article in the Wall Street Journal had a bunch of pictures of um, some of like the beach where uh, Leo DiCaprio made the beach movie. Well, now it's so freaking crowded all the time, they're going to close it for either three months a year or six months of the year, um, like when it's nice. And the Philippines is doing a similar thing. They're going to close an island, one of the most popular tourism islands, because it's ruining the, um, the, the local environment and everything. So the world is trying to come to terms with, oh, God, I'm looking at this picture of this mind-bogglingly gorgeous beach in Thailand. That's the Leo uh, DiCaprio beach. Um, it's it's uh, You can't even believe it's real. It's so beautiful. But there are throngs of people there. Which, to me, would make oh. it not worth going to at all. I tell you what, if it was Joe gets $10 million day at Disney World or Disneyland on like a popular holiday weekend, I wouldn't go get my $10 million. I'd say give it to somebody else. <laughs> I hate crowds that much. Yeah. And some of these places just look miserable. That sucks, but, you know, I don't know. It's it's the old, nobody goes there anymore, it's too crowded. But Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that sucks, yeah. I guess. But, yeah. So but if we Chinese don't be- go, I mean, the weird, you know, mind twist of this is, so if none of us do go, mm-hmm. then it's still nice. Right. Well, if I'm not there, what difference does it make? I don't see your point. <laughs> It's absolutely, oh my God, have you heard about uh, the Milford Aerodrome? 
you have to fly into this. I mean, it's just teeming with hobbits, this place. I mean, it's just lousy. There's no promise you can make that I can trust. That's right. So you mentioned it's absolutely. Bruno Baggins is my name. Right. This is Samwise Gamgee. Right. Your bodyguard is Gardner. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's it's just the teeming with hobbits, but it's mind-bogglingly beautiful. But uh, I would never, ever go because that would diminish its beauty. It's my favorite place on earth, and right. you'll never catch me there. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Uh, so I, I read this this long piece in the Wall Street Journal and, and look at all the pictures and watch the videos, and long and short of my reaction was, I want to fight the crowds and go to New Zealand. It looks fantastic. Really? I yeah. don't know if I'll ever go anywhere again in my life. I really don't know. Even like to the bathroom over there. I'll go there. How how restrictive are you going to (laughs) be? Well, you're quite the traveler uh, for a time. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I just, my life circumstance, I just don't know if it'll ever happen. I want to drop five gur on the world's best virtual reality setup and just be able to load the Milford Aerodrome in New Zealand and just fly in there and look around. And of course, I'd need smell o vision too because I want (laughs) to, you know, smell the. Smell-o-vision. The plants and the culture, I would, the foods and the bazaar, that sort of thing. So I'll need that. But that'll probably be another two, three grand. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.